I got to get to the interview. He is appearing courtesy of the 36th annual Super Bowl breakfast being held this Saturday at Caesars Palace. I am talking about the legendary Anthony Munoz, my man. One of my favorite things to do this time of year, every single year, is run you down. I know you and I can sit down and get to chop it up, so it's great to see you, man. How you doing? Always good seeing you, man. Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Can't complain. Dude, no, you look you. fantastic. Do you feel fantastic? You know, I feel pretty good for an old guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just get up every morning, move around, you know, work out some. I, I still work out every day and uh, trying to, I, I know I won't master the game, but trying to play as much golf as I can and chase some grandkids around. So uh, I feel good. You I know, really do. I, I actually could follow you either way, either golf or working out. Man, <laughs> golf... I want to be careful how I say this. I said this recently, and it's way too deep for me to get into with you, but my listeners are going to react wrong. But golf is the great equalizer, isn't it? (laughs) This is why guys, even great, great elite (laughs) athletes like you, love it because you can't master it. Am I right? You're absolutely correct. And for me, it's not – if we go out and play golf, I don't want to compete against you. I'm competing against the course I'm playing, man. I want to, I want to do well in the course, and it, it is. You know, for someone like myself, I played baseball from the age of seven, played in college. To face a guy throwing a 90-plus fastball, I'm, okay, I can hit that thing. That golf ball sits on the, on the <laughs> Dude, it's stationary. It's not moving, my man. It's, it's not stationary. Moving. And I'm trying to move it in the right direction, but it is. It's a great equalizer. You know, at my age, I can play with younger guys and vice versa, so I love the game. Anthony, did you pitch? I did. I pitched one year at USC. I was a relief pitcher. High school, I was a third baseman pitcher, but the one year I played at USC, I was a relief pitcher. Okay, and you threw left-handed. What kind of movement did you have? Well, actually, right-handed. Okay, I was you right-handed. did. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Lombardi and I were talking yeah. about this yesterday. You threw right-handed. Yeah. What kind of a pitcher were you? Well, when I got to college, I had a fastball curveball. That's all I had. Huh. So I get to college. Great pitching coach there taught me a change. I'm thinking, okay, I got three pitches now. You'll remember the name, Don McMahon. Oh, yeah. San Francisco Giants. He happened to be there helping out. He taught me a slider. So all of a sudden, I go from having a fastball and a curve. Now I have you got a repertoire, and my I'm man. Like, so I felt pretty good, but it was just one and out because of injuries. And uh, actually, one and out, got to experience going to the World Series. We won the World Series on that team with Rod Dato. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I played one year. Uh, I can say I'm undefeated pitcher in college. I want to know. <laughs> My man, I, I don't know that everybody knows that about you. I'm glad we could talk about that. Let me ask you really quickly about the role of experience in the Super Bowl because you played in a couple of these games. I mean, is it one of those things that where it's totally overrated or is experience on the big stage actually a necessity? How important is it? i tell you what. You know, I don't know if it's a, a necessity, but it, it is definitely not overrated. I mean, it's, you know, I look at my career. From January or whenever my last game was until I go to camp, I ran, I lifted, I, mean, I busted my tail doing technique because once July rolled around, rolled around I was going to camp, my focus was playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. So that's, you know, as a, as a teammate, that was what I prepared for. So having the opportunity to play in two Super Bowls, amazing. It's just a great experience. And I know we lost two. But I got there twice, and uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. The guys I played with, amazing players. Anthony Munoz joining us. The one unfortunate thing was, other than the loss, you ran into Joe Montana twice. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a big Joe guy. All right, No matter what, I'm always, whenever the conversation comes up about the GOAT, I'm always going to say Joe is in that conversation. Let me ask you something. If Patrick Mahomes wins this weekend, is he now in that conversation with Joe and Tom Brady? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And let me just add something about Joe. Please. Not only 0-2 in I was 0 for 5. Again. So the one we went 3 and 1 at USC against Notre Dame. The one loss, Joe Montana. Joe, two Super Bowls. You can't shake this, dude. Two regular season games. And so I'm like 0 for Joe. I mean, when I 
get to Super Bowl site and I see Joe or I see the highlights, I kind of start shaking. No, I'm, I'm good. But, uh, yeah, the guy is he, he, one of the best. I, I so appreciate you saying that. But take a moment to talk about Joe because I think as we get older, people either forget or they don't know. Yeah. And I've always defended the guy, man. There was just something weird. Like, he was a sorcerer, man. He was a wizard. Like, you can't really explain what made him as good as he was or can you? Like, did, Joe was a different cat. I'm going to say he's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> And he elevated everyone else around him. I mean, you look at him and physically, he's not like, whoa, man, look at this guy. He's big. But the mental capacity he had, the anticipation, knowing where every guy was every time. But he was a winner. I mean, you know, I can say that because 0-5, but the guy was amazing. I can't believe people forget about what he did in the 80s, early 90s. I'll never forget, and people shouldn't forget. True football historians should not believe forget what Joe Montana did. I'll carry that flag. The guy was amazing. The guy yeah. was absolutely yep. amazing. I agree. Anthony Munoz is also amazing. One of the best to ever do it. I want to be very careful when I make this comparison. I'm not making the comparison per se, but when you talk about Joe being a winner and what makes him so, how much of that do you see in your guy Joe Burrow? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not going to start to make the comparison, but Joe is the real deal. Yeah, he is. I'll start out by saying we got to keep Joe healthy, upright. But, man, the guy, every part of his game, I just sit there and amaze. I go to every home game when he's playing, and I watch him, the way the guys fight for him. You hear guys talk about him. They love him. They love playing for him. Yeah, free agents come in, have dinner with them, and say, I got to come play with this guy. He's got that it, he's, right? He has the it. And, uh, you know, we got a guy that, again, if he stays healthy and they continue to keep him, he's going to play a long time. But I just love watching him play. I have two. I have a bunch of grandkids. There's a couple that I'm, you know, around a lot, and they're, seventh and eighth graders pretty good athletes and i say watch joe don't watch the passes he makes how he leads you off i say watch how he handles adversity and success that's what i'm all about watch how they do that he doesn't rip his guys he encourages them he does something well he goes to the bench come back and do it he throws a pick six you don't see him going nuts he goes to the bench bench, makes adjustments, comes in, leads him 80 yards. Because he knows he's going to make a play. Exactly. He always knows he's going to make a play. And he's not going to ask anybody to do what he himself wouldn't do. I mean, when you have a guy like that who's the face of the franchise, every team wants it. Very few get it. But when you have that guy and he gets it, I mean, to your point, though, you got to keep him upright. Seems to me it doesn't matter how good this guy is, how good his weapons are around him, because he has weapons. you got to take care of this guy. What do you think about the guys playing in front of him right now? You know, I think they have the the nucleus, I think they have the guys there. They're just consistent. I think consistency is a word that I need them to be. Is, uh, you know, they, they signed you know, the big Brown from uh, Orlando Brown from Kansas City. Uh, I really like Volson. He's in his, going into I his third too. year. I yeah. mean, the guy is big and strong and tough. Uh, Kappa has come in, uh, you know, done a great job. But the guy that has come in and really established himself, not only as an excellent player, but a leader, and that's Karras. Mm. Karras is unbelievable. And then you got Jonah Williams. I think they have the, the making of a pretty good line. It's just they have to be consistent. Anthony Munoz joining us. Now, I mentioned at the very top, all those accomplishments, but what I did not mention, you're also a former winner of the Bart Starr Award, which honors the NFL player who best exemplifies character, integrity, leadership. The award's going to be presented Saturday at Caesars Palace. What can you tell me about the event and who is going to get the award this year? Great event. Great event. I won that award a couple years ago. I was the, actually the second recipient. Steve Largent was the first. I was uh, back in the, I think it was 89, 90, something like that. Minka Fitzpatrick Jr., defensive back from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, is winning it. Uh, you look at the list of, of 
previous winners. I mean, just as recent as Kirk Cousins, all the way back to you know Mike Singletary and Reggie White. Uh, so it's a great fraternity of Bart Starr award winners. Just think about the name that it carries, Bart Starr, right. winner of the first two Super hey, Bowls. What, what, what is, I was going to say, what does that name oh, represent to you? A winner, again, a winner. Man of character, a man of faith, great man, great family man. And that's what that name, when I hear the name Bart Starr, that's what it's all about. And I'm excited that uh, Saturday morning at Caesars, athletes in action, uh, you know, they'll be able to give this award to, to Minka Fitzpatrick Jr. And a young guy, I mean, he's what, 26, 27 years old. Uh, doing a phenomenal job, not on the field, but as you mentioned, family, community, teammates, and, uh, and that's huge when your you know, peers vote you for that. And uh, so I'm excited to be there. Guys like Tony Dungy and Mike Singletary uh, there at Caesars Palace. Uh, then we'll have probably a few other uh, you know former present day uh, players either on video or in person at the breakfast. So now, what about the fans? Can the fans get tickets? Can they attend? I believe they're still available. Uh, I. I don't know if you have the, the website. SuperBowlBreakfast.com. Uh, yeah. My man, you know I've got the website. That's right. I know you SuperBowlBreakfast.com. Yeah. I got you. But you can still go. I still I believe there's still tickets available. And uh, I, I tell you what, you won't regret getting a ticket, getting a group, getting yourself over there and uh, checking out the breakfast, checking out the program, and just see, you know, a lot of these former present-day players sharing what's important to them in life. You know, uh-huh. that Athletes in action, I've been involved with them for 43, going on 44 years. I left USC, my wife and I, Didi, we venture off to Cincinnati, got plugged in there. And they have a great tagline, victory beyond competition. Ah, Think about that. that. I like that. I mean, we can compete, but the true victory. Explain what that means to you. I like that. What it means to me is my victory is my faith. That's beyond the competitions, beyond what we've been talking about, Super Bowls and playing against the Steelers and the Raiders and the Brands. Victory beyond competition. I love that tagline. It seems to me that's why whenever I talk to somebody who's lost a Super Bowl or more, it stays with them. They're haunted by it. You're at peace with it, and I think that's why. It's what you just said. There's something bigger than the game. I agree. I mean, yeah, and it's... And I just heard the other day, somebody was talking about, it's what I did, not who, who I, I am. am. Right. Yeah. And to me, I tell people back when I got in the league, I didn't know a whole lot. Don't know a whole lot more now, but I know that, that it's <laughs> what I did. And what, when I was doing it, I wanted to be the best. But I wouldn't bring it home. And once I retired, it was time to move on and do other things. And I'm thankful that I've had plenty of other opportunities to move forward. But still stay close to the game. Talk about the game. Go to games. And, and just kind of reminisce. And, you know, nothing better than going to a game and sitting with you know former teammates and watching the present day guys play it's the best. and What's rooting better? them on you know we're big we're their biggest fans and uh, you know we kind of reminisce and you know back in the day but it's a different game and we root for the guys Anthony Munoz why do you think I began this segment by saying one of my favorite things to do every single week this time of year is to run down this big dude Anthony <laughs> so good to see you man I appreciate hey. the friendship I appreciate all the content Thank you, you man. Best. Always good. You being look with like you. a million, man. You look like a million. Well, thank you. It's great you. to see Appreciate you. It. Thanks, Anthony Jim. Munoz. I love that. That's one of my favorite things every single year.